This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG Cast. everybody welcome to another edition of the mfg cast the board games edition we're going to be talking about our alphabet game again we haven't done this for gosh a couple months now it feels like yeah we've had reviews and you've been releasing role-playing episodes mm-hmm. and we've had a, we've had a, an interview in between we haven't done one of those in a while yeah so yeah we're back to it with another regular edition uh we're gonna be continuing our Oh boy, let's try that again. We're going to be continuing our alphabet game with the letter H. This time we're going to be talking about Heroes Wanted by Indie Boards and Cards. Is that what it is? I always seem to get it wrong. (laughs) Is it cards and boards or boards and cards? I never get it right. You're looking, but the version we have is by Action Phase. Action Phase Games. And I don't know, so... Alright, looks like we got it right. Looks like I got it right, I should say. Indie Boards and Cards. Originally, Tracy was right, it was published by Action Phase Games, but they were a part of Indie Boards and Cards too, because I think, was it Travis Chance is part of both companies and they absorbed the Action Phase Games part of it. So, yeah, we'll be talking about that, but before we talk about Heroes Wanted, let's talk about what we've been playing recently. Tracy was really awesome, and she decided to buy a bundle from Deepwater Games, because that's one of our favorite companies. We were able to fill in some games that uh, we had been missing from them. So, yeah, we were able to play yeah. a couple of games from them. Yeah, we I um, snuck the Black Friday bundle that they offered at a tremendous price mm-hmm. into the house. Yeah, it seems like Deepwater is always having like really good sales on their stuff. So if you're really looking for a good gift for someone, go check that out. Because, I mean, really, 90% of what they have or what they're selling is like fantastic. So. Yep, I ended up getting the um, bundle, and then I also got an expansion for monstrosity oh yeah that's right the, was it the robots one or whatever yep oh i can't wait to play that yep um which is a hit in our house so we we i decided to toss that in there too we did end up with a few duplicates of the games because we have a lot of deep water games in our collection already so we ended up sharing kind of any of the games that we had dupes of, we um, posted on our local board game page for kind of a discounted price just to not have those duplicates in our house. Yeah, and also to share the wealth to other people that maybe haven't played the awesome games. Yeah, Deepwater. to introduce them to Deepwater. For sure. And so we ended up selling all of our duplicates. Yeah, which is great. 
And so we ended up getting an even better deal, <laughs> I would say, on the the bundle we originally got because we ended up getting even more money back on selling those duplicates, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, exactly. So are we in what were we going to talk about what was in the bundle or are we well that's basically about... what we've been playing recently or the oh yeah we, games we, in we that did bundle. play a couple of games <laughs> in the bundle but in the bundle we got like like i like we said we got some duplicates so we got why can't it mystery of the temples mm-hmm. and trial of the temples try of the trial of the temples yeah claim um cristallo yep and what was the other one? Oh, welcome to yep and so we ended up getting, passing those on, mm-hmm. and all wonderful games. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up acquiring Sovereign Skies, mm-hmm. and... Seven Summits. And what else? And the games that we played. Uh, there was more. There was more? Oh, yeah, we got a ton. I thought yeah. we got more than that. Yeah, I can't think of it at the top of my head. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Uh, obviously, as you can tell, we got a lot of games. We did. But what did we play recently that's Recently? He's trying, to, he's trying to go wink, wink, <laughs> let's talk about it. Well, we played, we tried Toshambo. Toshambo. And we, we wanted to make sure we had the title of this one right. Mm-hmm. And we were pulling it up, and it's actually not listed under Deepwater. Yeah, so they must have maybe acquired this, acquired the game to sell it or something for yeah. the for the other company, Zafty Games. Yeah, Zafty. Mm-hmm. It's still listed under that on BGG, mm-hmm. but we played Toshambo, which is like a card game. It's a mix between tic tac toe and rock paper scissors, which they call Rochambeau. Yep. And I think it's only for two players, isn't it? Mm-hmm, correct. And um, I can see this maybe being a game for kids. We played it a couple of times. I'm not really confident that I would want to play it again. Yeah. It's a, one of those that I think is, it's simple to learn, simple to play, but I just, it, I don't think it really hit home for us, which yeah. usually stuff like this does, but... I don't know. It's just there to me. It just wasn't enough there. Yeah. Well, because rock paper scissors is pretty basic, mm-hmm. and so is tic tac toe. Mm-hmm. And then you're combining them together, and it has some cards that will undo moves from players. Or you know, I think there's another card that maybe moves a card, or yeah, something like something. that. Blows up, blows up the last card, or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. And. So it kind of prevents moves and things like that, but the games ended up being so fast because yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if it was the luck of the hand or yeah, what what it was, but I don't know. I'm just not. It was not my favorite. No, well, you know, it's it. What what they do is they, you know, you're doing tic tac toe, trying to get the same color, your same color, going, you know, in diagonal or horizontal or vertical. But then also you have the rock, paper, scissors part of it, the Rochambeau, where you're, you know, depending upon what you have on the the grid or whatever, it's like a three by three grid, like you can cover cards. So like if there's rock, then you can cover it with paper, just like you would with rock, paper, scissors. And then you can cut the person's paper with the scissors. Yeah, exactly. And stuff like that. So it has two different 
Yeah, so it has a little bit to it, but it's just, I don't think it had enough to really keep our interest, I and guess. And I don't know if it was just because of the way our games panned out or yeah. not. Um, yeah. I think that's why we played it again, because we were like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that was a really fast game. Yeah. But it could be the luck of whatever cards we had on our hand to start. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, <clears throat> I I can't imagine it would be, like, crazy different. Yeah, because sure. it wasn't in the second game that we played either. Yeah. So I don't know. That was kind of a nah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like, it might be good if we had like kids over, like little kids over, or something like that, and they needed to be occupied while we played another game or something like that. Mm-hmm. To play that. Yeah. They might like it. Yeah, definitely. So that was Toshambo. Another game we put. Pl- well, actually, another game I played. <laughs> Uh, I was waiting for Tracy as she was doing some of her uh, resin work. I was able to play Pixel Legends. Yes, that was a game that came in the bundle. Yes, correct. That was another one of the games. Yep. Um, designed by Frank Alberts and Russell Ng. Is this a Zafty game? Is this a Zafty game? It Let's is. Look. It is because I recognize the Frank the Frank Alberts name. Oh, okay, there you go. So yep. they must have acquired them. Must have acquired because them. Because Frank Alberts did... Um, something with Toshambo. Okay. Well, there you go. Look at what I retained. Yes. There. Woo! Yes. That was a knowledge slam. It was a knowledge slam. Uh, but this one I played solo because it plays, I think, one to four players, if I'm not mistaken. And it's a basically kind of a dungeon crawly thing where you are fellow wizards that are saving the village. And so what you're doing is you're using spell cards. You've got uh, kind of like basic spell cards, and then you've got some not so basic <laughs> some uh complicated uh spell cards that you use to vanquish monsters and depending upon the player count you're you know just trying to get to the boss battle and beat the boss before you die basically and i played the solo player well the solo player the solo mode is a little harder because you have to def- you have to vanquish every single monster and then the boss so that it takes a bit but I really enjoyed this one because it's just it's a very simple dungeon crawly game where you're just you're using these spells and you can actually combo them depending upon how many spells you use because like if you there's like fire, water, uh, light and dark magic I think and depending upon if you use a certain amount of cards like say you have like uh, you use like three dark magic cards in one turn some of these uh, other the other cards that are more hyped up, if you use a, a certain amount, you can kind of make the magic more powerful. You can make the magic more powerful. Like there's one like, I can't remember, it was like if you use so much water magic, like the first, the, the top part of it, there's like a top and a bottom. The bottom is if you have that many cards. The top part was like, the, it was like one water damage, one water damage, and one water damage. And you can actually... Uh, if it says those in succession like that, you can go to different monsters if you're if you want to go that route. But then it's a, and then it's like if you had like three, you play three water cards, then you would get like I think another four damage on like another monster, which I thought was pretty cool because you can kind of do combos to beat the monsters and stuff like that. Another cool thing about this game is like if there's like usually three monsters that are set up until you can get rid of some or whatever. And if you don't 
destroy a monster, then they actually hit you, which sucks, but then you get a, what's called a combo point. And once you get to three combo points, you can actually use that to vanquish a monster that's already been damaged, hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. And there's some other things in there too. And then they also have this little like uh, secret packet. So if you actually beat the game, you can actually open up the packet and I'm guessing take the cards out of there or take a card out of there to kind of keep the game going. So I thought it was kind of cool. Interesting. Unfortunately, I vanquished, well, fortunately, I vanquished all the monsters, but then I got to the boss and then I lost, which really sucks. But um, yeah, it was just one of those games that I, you know, I didn't know if it would be, you know, super complicated or what was going to happen. And again, it's not super complicated, but it's, it's enough to like, I just, even after I played that first game, like me and Tracy ended up playing a couple games after I was like, God, I really want to play this game again. And that's kind of a sign of a good game. See, you probably lost on the last one because you just got nervous because you were ready to play a game with me. Yeah, that's true. I was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You got nervous because I was sitting there watching you and then you were like, what do I do? Yeah, exactly. Your knees were knocking. Exactly. I don't do well under pressure. Who says your knees are knocking? (laughs) I I just did. I don't know. Your grandma? I don't know. So yeah, that was really fun to that was really fun to play and I can't wait to play again. Uh, They actually have where you can play separately or you can do co-op mode, which I think is cool. So, yeah, I can't wait to get that one back to the table. Nice. Uh, and then lastly, the, one of the games that we played, too, in that bundle was Gladius. Ooh, did you have, you had a Seattle fancy. I, oh, you know, when I see, hear names like that, I always, like, I have to say it that way. I have to say it all fancy. Mm-hmm. This is a game designed by Alexander Ubaldi and Victoria Kanya, and the artist is Cheryl Young. Plays two to five players. That yeah. is a different. That is a different publisher too. Yes. Interesting. Yep, and this one is Cat Quartet Games, with in cahoots with Deepwater Games. <laughs> Who says in cahoots? I don't. Uh, I do now. That's apparently, your knees are knocking. That's right. My knees are a knocking. So in this one, you're playing as. Uh, Roman spectators trying to make the most money by betting on gladiators competing in gladiatorial games, which is cool. What's a gladiatorial game? That's fighting. It's two gladiators fighting to the death. Are they there to pump you up? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's bad. Yes. Uh, We played this two player, so it actually plays a little different two players than it does three players. Or because four players or five three, players. <laughs> I was going to say the more than two players, they actually add event cards, don't they? Yep, that's right. Yep. So what are you doing in Gladius? Um, if I remember, <laughs> bear with me, because it's been a little bit since we played it. Was it last weekend or was it the it week? It was only last weekend. No way. <laughs> yeah, okay, was. bear with me. It's only been a week. So we um, had to place cards out that... Uh, designated between first, second, and third place. And like Kurt said, again, it's a little bit different for um, two players, but because we don't have any events, but then each of us had cards that specified the different types of, what would you call them? Like between fight and um, performance. performance and like, what was that other one? It's like money or gold or something. I can't remember. Uh, luck? 
Luck, yes. I think it was luck. Right. And so at the beginning of each of the turns, we secretly decide which one we want to kind of... What do those cards do? Do they double the... Uh, They help you pick the... Winning... The winning, like, symbol, basically, for that... For that, for that gladiator. Yep. So we each secretly pick a card and we place it face down on the table. And then the gladiators are each lined up. And what you do is you have the opportunity to, well, first you have to place um, your bets on the gladiators. So um, you each secretly have values on like tokens sort of Mm -hmm. and you place them on um each above each of the gladiators to say okay so if this gladiator wins i want to secretly say three gold coins or i think they're bronze or something like that but yeah golden bronze yep yep and or i want to then you kind of go back and forth until you place all of your your um tokens and then but if you place a there's one token that has a two plus and that one can only be utilized on if that gladiator wins third place because I don't know why, but that's just the way the game is. (laughs) (laughs) And so if you end up winning that gladiator, if that gladiator ends up winning, third place and you have a two plus coin on there and you're the only one then you get those points plus whatever the other player placed Mm -hmm. not the value of the actual token like a two or anything like that but it's just one yeah plus one plus one Mm -hmm. this is for the two Two player. player game or you get more if it was more players obviously and second place doesn't get anything yeah so you gotta be careful you don't wanna waste your your high coins or your or your bronze coins on second place because then you don't score any points there. Right. They just come back to you. Mm-hmm. And then first place goes on to that um, first place um, card for scoring at the end of the game. Yep. And you want to make sure that you're actually scoring, the, you're actually placing the gold coins for that first place. Otherwise, it doesn't count. If you're doing the bronze coins... For first place, then you won't be scoring on that. I think the only ones that are bronze are the two plus. Yes, correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. So basically, how do you how do you fight against these guys after you've decided how you're going to kind of bet or um, think who's going to win based on, you know, the type of what did we decide to call that? It's like symbol or whatever type of symbol Mm -hmm. each of the gladiators has. You have cards. You have you each have your own deck of cards, mm-hmm. and you can use them to your advantage, based on um, how you want to um, like manipulate these gladiators. So there's um, actions on these cards that you can place, and the cards will tell you whether you place them face down or face up, and then you choose which gladiator of the three that you want to place them under when you're taking your turn. And you can play as many cards as you want. And then, so there's like no limit to that. But you want to take into consideration how many cards you play. Because when your turn is done, or when you've decided you're done, you can only draw, I think it's two Two cards. Two cards, yeah. So you don't want to waste too many 
you know, right away, you know, so you want to be careful. Or, yeah, or you won't have any or left. Be, I think you start with six or seven. Yeah, or you don't want to use not uh, not enough, and then later on you have too many cards to use, and you're, or you're not doing as much in the beginning and yeah. not scoring points, and then in the end, then you just have a bunch of cards that you don't you can't use. Yeah, I think they say in the instructions, they recommend at the beginning at least to play two to three cards in this action phase or this this series of turns to kind of probably get the feel for the game. Mm -hmm. But you go back and forth with players, whether it shows an eyeball or a crossed out eyeball, mm -hmm. whether you place a face up or face down. But each of the cards kind of tells you what kind of action happens. So it might say negative two swords to this gladiator so if you had placed that type of symbol card face down because you wanted all the gladiators with the swords to win that's probably not a card you want to play this turn yeah if both players i didn't say this if both players had picked that type of symbol at the beginning of the turn then it only you're both kind of using that for the gladiators or whatever, that symbol, it won't like double or anything. It'll just be like, okay, you're you want the gladiators with the luck to win or the mm -hmm. dice or whatever it is. If I picked the luck one and Kurt picked the fight one, then any gladiators with fight and any any gladiators with luck would be basically competing yep. against each other. Yep, correct. Okay. So you go back and forth. And then once you've determined that um, you both have decided that you don't want to lay any more cards down, then uh, you flip them over, the ones that are face down, and you have to resolve the actions on the cards. Yep. And you actually do them starting from the top and going down because some cards can affect cards coming up in the future too. So you have to kind of do it in that way to you know see how it's affected. Except there are some cards that... It says you need to resolve them first. Yes, correct. Yep. So you go through and resolve those. Sometimes you lose all of the... Points for the symbol. Points for the symbol. Yeah. Sometimes you only lose some. Sometimes nothing happens. Sometimes you, you obtain an extra gladiator. Yeah, sometimes you add more to yep. the thing. Yeah. Yep. So lots of different variables in those types of... Um, on each of the gladiators. And then you decide how many points... Oh, actually, we don't want to do that yet. Before we do that, we have to flip over to find out what symbol oh, yeah. each person picked. Yep. And then you're resolving the cards. Yep. Because then you have to decide just because, let's say, the sword had the most points in, on a gladiator doesn't mean that guy won because that isn't one of the symbols that either of the people played yep if that makes sense mm -hmm. or that we chose at the very beginning yep. so then what you're doing is which gladiator has the most um symbols that matches the mystery cards that eat not mystery cards but hidden cards that we picked at the beginning mm -hmm. and then who got first place and then those bid tokens that we placed before we started playing those go on top of like the first place and then um, whoever got second place, those tokens that we bid go back to each of the players. Mm -hmm. And then third place, those go on to the third place card. 
Yep. Um, all the bid tokens go face down. Yep. So you'll never know, like, who's ahead because you just you just see the um, character mm-hmm. face Icon. on the, yep. the um, top Over of the token. token. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you do it again for two more rounds. And then you're going to flip over the tokens and you're going to score and see who wins. Yep. Yep. After three rounds, whoever's got the most points wins. And this game is really confusing to explain <laughs> because I don't have the right words. Yeah. No, I, and I I'm think you did so a pretty good job. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of those games that's a small box game that actually has a lot more to it than you think. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. And it took us a little bit to kind of get into it, to kind of get going. But once you got into it, then it's like, oh, okay. I know, okay, I think I know what I'm going to do here and stuff like that. And there's a lot of, like, I I always like games that have, like, hidden and not hidden components because it really makes you think, like, okay, what do I need to do here to win? You know, it's like some things are, are out there for you and you're like, okay, well, I know I'm doing this right. But then there's other things you're like, oh, crap, I don't know if this is actually if I'm actually going to be doing this to win or not. Well, and I like the fact that each of us had to pick a symbol at the beginning that was hidden because when I think I knew what you picked based on, you know, like maybe where you're placing a card, you know, even if I don't know the card that he's going to place under a gladiator, I wonder, oh, what is he doing to manipulate that that card or that symbol and is he amping up the numbers is he taking the numbers down is he totally washing out my card or you know what is he doing and and then it turns out we've matched cards or that was not the symbol he picked he picked the other one Mm -hmm. or you know things like that so it was really interesting to kind of play the guessing game as to what we are shooting for because you want to maybe screw up something for the other player and then you totally had the wrong thing in mind yeah yeah exactly or you're going for the same the same goal Mm -hmm. or whatever definitely yeah i think this is one of those games that i I had fun playing two players but i also like to play it more players just to see how the events play out and stuff like that yep so i think that'd be kind of fun so it'll be nice to to get to that again but it was surprising because it's just a little small Mm -hmm. game i didn't think it would have be packed with just a tiny tot, but it's got... You know what? It doesn't matter the size of the beast. It's just what's within. <laughs> I don't know. I literally... <laughs> wow. Did I just read an, a J.R.R. To- oh, God. Did I just read a J.R.R. Tolkien novel or something? Because that was like... I don't know. I don't know why I just that said it like I was weird. like... Yeah, like I was in a fantasy movie or something. But what is within? Sorry. Okay, I'm done. Is what matters. That's right. All right, so let's get to the game at hand that we talked about. It's the alphabet game. We are on the letter H. We decided to play the game Heroes Wanted by uh, Action Phase Games, technically bought out now by or together with Indie Boards and Cards. And in this game, um, you are basically uh, the champions of Zeta City, and you are wannabe crime fighters that are trying to defeat the baddies you're trying to defeat the villains you're trying to defeat their minions you're trying to defeat their oh god what are the what do they call the other guys the minions but then they also have the little littler guys too and i can't remember what they call them you're also trying to defeat the underlings and the henchmen so in this game heroes wanted you there's a lot going on in this game a lot which uh a little bit of backstory. This is was this the first Gen Con that we went to? 
Yes. Yes. Our first Gen Con, which was when? 2017 or was it 2015? I can't remember. It's been so long now. Probably 2015. Yeah, 2015 sounds right because I think this game came out in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. And this was our first Gen Con, so we had uh, eyes uh, eyes wide open, you know, just like the scene of everything and all these games and, you know, and we had just formally, or actually, you know what? I feel like this is even earlier. I almost think it was 20, 2013 when it actually came out. Where did I see? Oh, it's right here. 2014. So 2015 might be right. So this came out in 2014. I'm wrong. So I think it might have been 2015 is when we were there. And so this is, you know, a couple of years into the MFG cast. We were doing some interviews and stuff like that. I had actually talked to Nick Little, who is one of the designers of this game, along with Travis Chance. And it was a really fun conversation. I think it's still on one of our older episodes. So if you haven't heard that, go check that out. And, you know, just hearing about some of the games that they had and talking about this game, I was really enamored with it because I'm really big into superheroes. I've always been that way. And this game just seemed like a lot of fun. And we went all in on this game. (laughs) We didn't just buy the base game, but we bought the expansion. We bought... Actually, what we bought, like... He actually bought the booth. Yes, I pretty much should have. So it was like this game and two expansions and then a bunch of mini expansions, which was like six or seven of them, but they're all like little booster packs of cards. But what you're doing in this game is you're, again, you're fighting crime with these super, with these superheroes, but they have this cool mechanic where you have an A card and a B card for your heroes, and you have they have different tops and bottoms to them so you're like putting them together so like one of them could be like thunder lizard or one of them could be uh radioactive uh bright pants that's a terrible whoa, name but whoa but and that's why he doesn't come up with these names that's right but um you're taking two random cards or you can pick the cards and line them up and they give you different special abilities And then once you've got your heroes and all your cards and set up and stuff like that, you, uh, you send, you set up the board depending upon like a scenario. So like one of them is like, one of them could be like, uh, the newspaper is being robbed or something like that. Or, you know, somebody's dumping, uh, uh, slime on the city yes they're radioactive yeah. you know whatever it's like that Glow those aren't goo. those aren't and those aren't any of them but each Maybe scenario that. has a certain board and the certain board actually tells you how to set everything up mm-hmm. so you you have like your little villain piece and some minions and or some henchmen and underlings and then you're just kind of setting up there but then you're actually using different cards that you have and your different abilities to basically knock out these henchmen and these villains but everyone has like a certain like a certain end game so even though it says like you know there's a bunch of radioactive slime put out here or whatever it's there could be a thing where it's like not only do you have to defeat the villain but you have to get rid of all the slime in the city too you know while trying to avoid all of the underlings and the henchmen and the villain mm-hmm. and yeah there's just there's a ton of yeah, stuff going on yeah and you know it's things chaos. and things ramp up 
there's like a threat level uh, spot on or a track on each of those uh, maps. And depending upon the threat level, that could ramp it up too. So like if you get to a regular spot, um, it could amp up some, you know, what's going to be coming at you on the board. But then if you get to the yellow spot, which is like a, th a like a bigger threat level spot, then usually that makes the villain come out and do more, you know, bad stuff to kind of, you know, attack you and stuff like that. But there's also, there's other ways, not only are you both like working together to kind of, or everyone's working together to defeat the heroes and the villains, you're actually still trying to get points to win the game as the best hero in the city. So like they have these little newspaper tokens where it's like you get different points depending upon how many times and how often or how early you do those things. So like one of them is like K KO like three underlings, then you get like three mm -hmm. points. Or like one of them could be like pick up a thing of garbage you know, get three points or something like that. So, like, there's lots of different ways to score on here and get different points. And, yeah, it's just, it's one of those games that, again, it, there's a lot in the box and there's a lot to go through. And sometimes it can be kind of, it seems like it it's... Overwhelming. Overwhelming, yes. There's a good word for that. But if you take away, like, everything that's in the box and you kind of separate everything and kind of take your time it's really not as bad as it seems well and it might feel like that more with us because we went all in yeah that's true if we probably just got the uh the base. base game then it probably wouldn't be as crazy uh correct <laughs> but yeah. us having all that though i will say will it'll be one of those like we'll never play like the same game twice because there's so many hero cards or so many villain cards or so many additions to it. Well, and honestly, even if you played the same game twice, it wouldn't be the same game because of how, I mean, how it lays out and the different characters that you can be and the results of all of the all the different components i still think that even if you didn't have anything but the base game you would still not end up with the same experience every time yeah another cool thing about this game too is you can kind of ramp up your characters depending upon what kind of character they are so like if you have a vigilante you can do like certain th you have like cards that kind of do certain things for most people but then you can ramp up like isn't uh, their superpower? Yeah, like they're yeah, their superpower like the vigilante is like retaliate. So like when you get attacked, you can attack them back. There's a, like one of them for the vigilante is like deal four damage to a hero or minion with range one. One of the things that I think is kind of interesting in this too is you can actually get points, and you can actually like screw up the other players by attacking them too, which I think is really interesting. I don't think I'd ever do that because I don't think we've ever attacked each other. Yeah, because I just don't game. think that's something I would do. But I mean, hey. Well, because because even if it's it's kind of a mixed game, like you said, so we're playing at co-op to do these things, but then it ends up being it ends up scoring individually at the end. Mm -hmm. And that's probably why people would fight against other players. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of each man for their own. 
or each person for their own yeah. self. And I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I guess that's just not how we would play it. Yeah, exactly. Another fun thing I think, too, is they actually have quirks, too. So, like, those are just added, like, ridiculousness where, like, what was that one you had when we played last time? It was, like, you had to say something or do something when you're... I don't remember. Like, they just add, like, I can't remember any quirks. Yeah. But you get points for them, too, which is cool. So yep. it's like one of them was like, say, cock-a-doodle-doo anytime someone attacks you or just something ridiculous. But it was, it, some of them are fun. Some of them were kind of like, okay, I don't, we don't really need this in it. But but then you get, yeah, you end up scoring when you do, when you fill that, the like the quirk meter up or something mm-hmm. like that, then you end up scoring. So you want to do it, even if it feels ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But I think it adds a little element of fun, so you're not so serious about the game. Yeah, for sure. And the game isn't serious because the characters don't look serious. I mean, you're you're mashing them up. Yeah. So I mean, they look silly too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's a different take on the superhero thing, where it's like you're just kind of bumbling superheroes that are trying to get through, you know. Yeah. Saving the city. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I the, and oops, sorry. And I think the look of it is cool because like it I don't know how to describe it. It's like black and white newspaper like. Mhm. Yeah, it's it's like like the board is. It's like the, yeah, it's like the old Spider-Man comics where it's yeah. like it's like, oh, in the Daily Bugle today, you know, whatever, this happened, and yeah. Spider-Man needs to fight the villains. And the board's know. reversible, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think it's cool. Like, um, I think the that they put thought into the art. Yeah, for sure. Because it's different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I, it's one of those that I've... We haven't actually played it in quite a while until we picked it up for this game, for this Alphabet game. But I now that just before we recorded, I was like, I really want to play this again because we haven't made it through uh, as many scenarios as I'd like to, and I'd mm-hmm. like to play more just to see how they shape out. So, I think again, going back to the, it seems daunting for us to set it up, but I think it's because we have a lot of things that we could use to mm-hmm. set up the game. Yeah, definitely. I think once you once you kind of figure out how the game works, it's actually pretty simple to do. It's just oh, yeah. it's just trying to play the game and, you know, use the cards that you have to win, which can sometimes be pretty hard, but I like that. It, it's a challenge, it's not a rollover kind of game. Mhm. So. Yeah. So yeah. So if you if that's something you're interested in, make sure you check out Indie Boards and Cards and pick up a copy for yourself. Or if you can't find it there, I'm sure there's other places where you can find this game. Uh, yeah. Have you guys played any, or have any of you played any of the games that we've talked about so far? Make sure you let us know on Twitter, at MFGCast or at Mrs. Aug. Uh, we have Instagram accounts. We've talked about this before. You can check it in uh, show notes and at MFGCast on TikTok. And yeah. Until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. This was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. 
For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.